There is no fear as your life is fading away. You feel an unexpected comfort in the arms of the being that is taking it. You experience a surprising calm as it all disappears. Drop by drop takes your fears, your worries, your dreams, and your joy. Then your consciousness vanishes, and all that's left is blackness. You open your eyes, and there's a lingering feeling that something is missing. But something else immediately overrides it. It's an electric purr that stirs your senses awake. Coming back from the death is slow. You feel sluggish as you become aware of the room you are in, the company you share. Above and around you are slow, swinging hunks of meat, like bodies of that deathly migration. Besides you are others, also escaping death's shore. As you begin to sit up, you feel it for the first time. Hunger. And you know somehow, as you experience that terrible pain, you are no longer human. The camera fades in, and we see a group of four people lying still on the cold floor of a quiet room. As you start making out shapes around you, you feel your first hunger. It's different from any hunger you've ever felt. Like a person starving to death who suddenly smells food. You sense the blood and you know it'll ease this terrible hollow pain inside you. Thinking to yourselves, how will, how will you deal with your first hunger? You smell blood and recognize it as, as exactly that. The aroma reaches out to you, sweet and tempting. Your eyes fall upon meat hooks that decorate the room, searching for the choice meal you are craving. There are whole, whole animal carcasses hanging from hooks, pork, cattle, and yet your gaze locks onto a piece hung in the middle of the room. A brunette mop of hair dangles upside down, together with the stark realization of what your body craves. The corpse of a man wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt. You understand there's more to this room, but right now, the only thing you can focus is on him. Hunger is an ever-present and persistent feature of Kindred and Vampire the Masquerade. Every night upon waking from their day sleep, vampires must rouse their blood. Each of you have two hunger now that will be represented by red dice rolled in your dice pool. Hunger dice are visible representations of your character's hunger, and they'll be rolled automatically as part of your contests. As everybody wakes up, why don't everybody go ahead and make a rouse check? Should be on the front page of your character sheet that says rouse with a roll button underneath it. I got a success. Did I anybody get a failure? Success for Blake. Like success for well, everybody, but I can got you zero. Me what a success means? So in rousing the blood, it's one dice. And you roll that dice whenever you wake up to force the blood through your body. You wake up and you make a rouse check. If you succeed, which is a face of an onk on the dice, okay. you succeed. If you fail, 
represented by a blank face, your hunger goes up by one. Okay, so my dice all say blank. My dice are blank, but I said it says success. Oh, success zero. It doesn't say failure. It just says success zero. Yeah, so on your character sheet, yep. Marsh, okay. where it says hunger, yep. you should have three hunger now. Yes. All right. As your hunger grows throughout the night through either rouse checks, contests, etc., the more irritable you become and the more hungry for blood you'll become. Okay. It will almost occupy your very focus as you get closer to five. Quick, quick question, sorry. Does the X count as one hunger already? No, if you click it, it'll actually clear all the red dice because I just did that by okay. accident. I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, what, I got this? And it's like, oh, shit. Good to know. Yeah. Yep. Got it. So, rouse checks must be made anytime there is a risk of gaining additional hunger. This includes blush of life, blood surge or using disciplines and these concepts will be discussed a bit later whenever these checks are made the result determines whether hunger increases but the intended effect will occur regardless of the result in other words you still accomplish your goal but only at the risk of growing hunger hungrier to kindred hunger is a psychological experience as much as a physical one a hungry vampire doesn't feel their stomach nodding rather they become irritable, prone to violence, and more intent on sating their hunger. Those of you with two hunger, first you were drowsy from waking, but now the smell of blood has snapped you into focus. You feel your first hunger significantly. Maybe just a small sip from a dead body would ease this newfound desire. Maybe the animals could give you enough sustenance to carry on. You can resist if you choose to do so. Or maybe it's the shame of defiling the dead, how the others in the room might see you, or the dread of drinking blood that holds you back. Or maybe you just surrender to your hunger. Marsh. Your hunger is coloring all your thoughts, tainting everything you see, hear, and smell. You're beckoned by the fresh body offered to you. Its blood smells stale, but there's also a sweetness in it. You want to drink. What will the others think of you? Does that really matter? You wonder what you're becoming. You may have to think about that later. Right now, feeding is what you want to do the most. You guys come awake in this room you notice the others next to you what would you want to do? Ma'am Alex what are you what are you doing here? I was gonna ask you the same thing I'm I'm not quite sure it's been what? five years? oh yeah drink that um uh, my my cousin's quinceanera. Maria's right? quinceanera. Yep. Yeah. Um. Last I heard, you were uh, deployed. What? I was. Last I heard, you were going to get your master's. <laughs> I I got it, but um. Then I can't say I'm uh. 
Pretty happy to see you here, bud. Considering... Considering we don't know what the hell this is? Yes. Mm-hmm. But familiar, familiar face is never bad. That's true. I know you two as well. But... Huh? Your eyes adjust to the darkness and poor lighting. Shapes of animal carcasses decorate your surroundings. The stench in the room is difficult to take for most of you. For Blake, in particular, this is positively unbearable. Your whole body reacts negatively to the stench. You want to throw up, but your stomach is empty. You feel like you need to get out of this place as soon as possible. However, you quickly realize that you can hold your breath without consequence. For a moment, you take in that breathing, something you took for granted and was so natural for all your life. Is now something you can choose to do, or, in this case, choose not to do, and in doing so, avoid the worst of the stench. The chains clank under the weight of the hanging meat, and you see the still air clinging to the flesh. The visible fog partially manages to obscure the vision under the cold, hospital-like lighting causing you to navigate the room carefully to avoid bumping into any of the adorned meat hooks. As you walk, you realize there are streaks of dried blood on the floor, small piles of rotten meat, which you can identify as maybe animal, maybe human. There are also several hospital-like blood bags laying about. They smell of blood, but they are definitely empty. As you reach the walls, you realize they're made of steel, steel, partially covered in patches of frost. However, your skin doesn't stick to the walls if you try to touch them. Your body is no longer warm. There is one door at the end of the room. As you look around the room, Steve, or Blake in this case, Blake, what are you thinking? What is on your mind? <laughs> I, I'm At this point, I'm a little nervous to say anything. I mean, you might have all noticed that I keep side-eyeing Marsh. And I almost, it's almost like I, I start, like I want to like say something and then I, I stop and I just kind of am torn between talking and just taking in the moment. But as I see like all this meat, the stench overwhelming me, like enough to almost make me a little lightheaded, I begin to feel revulsion, I think at this point and, and starting to feel the hunger inside of me and realize likely what a lot of this meat is and what the, the point of this place is I'm kind of in my head toying with the idea of this can't be real right this is just this is just a dream I'll, I'll wake up soon enough I mean that guy over there is a celebrity if he's a celebrity this, this is just the weirdest dream I've ever been in and um, I just you, you kind of see me going through the motions of this but internally I'm just waiting to wake up at any moment Marsh, you pick yourself up off this cold floor, your joints creaking and aching where the broken bones have mended over time and your scars pull tight against the rest of your skin. You make your way to your you make your way to your feet. What's going through Marsh's mind? Well, Marsh is feeling that hunger that is like really just at this point really starting to overpower him. He does see Blake out of the corner of his eye, and he recognizes him. Mm. 
the same thing. He wants to ask him, kind of ask him a question, but the hunger is just overpowering me. And kind of the same thing. Is this a dream? Is what's like, what's going on? Um, where are we? What's happening? I have no idea. So, and why is blood smelling so good? Like, what's what's going on? Why do I want to eat? Why do I want to go get that blood? And why the human over that nice steak sitting there? That's what's going through uh, Marsh's mind right now. Is there anything Marsh wants to do about his hunger? He does. Um, at this point, it's, it's just driving him to go over to that Burnett and uh, get some blood. He doesn't know why. But, and he's worried what everybody's going to think. But at this point, he, I, I think he doesn't really care. It's kind of just taken over him. And as you walk over to this brunette hanging upside down, you instinctively reach out and grab his wrist and bring it to your mouth and try to take in sustenance. And it just doesn't seem to sate your hunger. And you realize that taking blood from a dead body is probably something that you're just not going to receive any relief from this hunger. That's not good. I'm watching curiously from the corner and just like like thinking what the hell is this dream just took a weird turn. As you look around the room let us start using some actions. So everybody let's roll the investigation action. On your character sheet, just click on investigation, and investigation action will be intelligence plus investigation, and the difficulty will be three. So you were saying the pop-up automatically defaults to strength, but it shouldn't, we shouldn't pick it will strength? Do, it, it will, you should not pick strength, you should pick intelligence. So I yeah. rolled, I got a success. Six successes. Uh, I failed. Yep, I got three successes. All right. You said it was two difficulty or three? Three. Oh, I don't think I put the difficulty in there. You got three, though, so you're good. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Blake also got three successes. Three successes for Blake. We call margin the margin at which you succeed. So since the difficulty was three, Sam, you have six successes, which gives you a three margin. Oh. Everybody else, with the exception of Alex, succeed. So here's what you find as you walk around this room. Whether it's your training in the Middle East or being deployed, there are barely hidden cameras on the ceilings of this room. That's what I was going to look forward to. You get closer, and they're clearly functioning. Due to your margin, considering the body you found earlier... This might indicate that the purpose of all this is to watch and test each of you. You move around the room and the inside handle of the freezer door has been deliberately removed, Alex. Blake, not all the hooks in this room are occupied and there's some blank hooks and it looks pretty easy to be able to dismantle some of this stuff, but there's blood on it and your personality probably likes blood now your former personality probably doesn't like to get dirty 
Definitely. Now that you've investigated the room, how do you plan? How does the party, or what we call in Vampire the Masquerade, how does the coterie plan to escape this room? The coterie. Just going uh, to. Yeah, Sam. Whatever this is, we're being watched. You are? There's cameras all over this room. If there's cameras, I'm assuming there's microphones as well. Now, I, I, I think I've done this before. This is one of them, uh, what do they call, what do you LA folk call this? Uh, escape rooms. Yeah. Wait, hang on a second. Aren't you Blake from TV? Oh, uh, I mean, are, do, you, do you know me? Yeah, I haven't it's... been on TV in years. Years? Well, I remember heading to work, you'd... It'd always pop up on my screen before the finance uh, portion of the news would come on. Oh, why are we all here? Yeah, I mean, I would be so <laughs> pissed at you when you'd announce the Lakers losing. <laughs> this is one hell of a freaking escape room because it feels <laughs> fucking strange. Like a, like a saw escape room. If this is an yeah, escape I mean, room, do you all remember how you got here? Uh... No, but that's that's typical with dreams, right? You don't you don't remember how you got into that situation, and if you think about it, that's what helps you wake up. I'm gonna walk over to him and pinch him. Ah! Oh, do I feel anything? I mean, do vampires feel pain? <laughs> yep. Did you feel okay. that? Uh, yeah. You what was that up? for? Uh, no. I guess still not. think this is a dream. I sure hope it is. Sooner you realize that it's not the better for all of us. We need to get our heads in the game. Yeah, Something is all right. going on. So uh, in escape rooms, usually if we work together, we get out quicker. So um, Sam and I know each other. We know you're Blake. I'm uh, Alex, by the way. This is Sam. And Alex, you are... Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Marsh. That's nice Marsh. To meet you, Alex. Nice to meet you, too. Remember me, Blake? Well, yeah, of course, but do you remember me? Well, yeah, I mean, it was a brief meeting, but uh, yeah, I remember you. Came back from my interview, and like somebody else was doing my interview, you were gone. Uh, well, yeah, I remember, I mean, I, I haven't seen you since that interview, right? Like, since you got, yeah. you know, how, how's the injury doing? Came back from my second interview, and some other guy was there, so... Yeah, I uh, I got transferred shortly after that. Beautiful L.A. That was surprising. Oh, I mean, when I moved to L.A. and turned on the TV and there you were, I was like, holy shit, there's Blake. Wow. To think you, you Marsh, and Alex here, you all both know me. That's... Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, when you're on TV, most people will. All right, yeah, this is all fun and all great that we're all catching up, but right, we yeah. do have to get time out of here. Time limit, right? Usually yeah. like a 60-minute timer. Uh, Sam, yeah. do you see the timer? <sighs> Who, who's the tallest? Because I th that meat hook right there, <laughs> that yeah. meat hook right there without anything on it, I think if one of y'all could reach up and maybe disconnect it, we might be able to use it for something. 
that's usually how these things go. I, I just have one question before you get going. Is everybody else smelling the blood like just is like super sweet and you want it? Or is it just me? That's the only question I have. Like, I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I smell the blood. I mean, it's sweet. And the human one is like more. We all saw you go and take a bite the body uh yeah I, I couldn't help it like so is it are you guys smelling it too or is it just me no it's not just you not just you the oh, rot man is almost unbearable okay that makes me feel so much better man i thought i was actually losing it uh when you were biting that wrist did he have like a key in his pocket or something like that no i didn't even look i just wanted to get some blood but i will tell you that um the blood on the dead body didn't wasn't didn't do anything. Didn't quench my thirst for this blood. The fuck keep... does that mean? I don't know. I just know it wasn't good. Like I was expecting the like that feeling to go away, and it didn't. So let's get the hell out of here. You got any ideas, Sam? Sam I noticed we put some distance between me and Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about that, Sam, uh, I walk over to the body. Mm-hmm. Is there still like any blood trickling from where Marsh bit into the? Where I'm able to squeeze the arm and get like some blood out? I would say yes. Just gonna get enough to squeeze out. Take a bit, smell it. it smells stale. It tastes a little bit. It, yeah, it's uh, a little stale, but there's a sweetness to it, and you get the sense that. If you took this from a live person, maybe even a from a blood bag, that it would taste pretty good to you. I'm going to then go over to one of the carcasses and try to take a little trunk. Yep. Smell it. How's it smell? It's also stale. But you think if you took blood from a live animal, you could get by. Not sure how you feel about doing that, though. How do you feel about doing something like that? At this point, I think Sam's kind of not in thinking about morality, right? It's his training kind of switched on and it's like, okay, assess the situation find means of survival whatever has to be done right Mm -hmm. so I'm just kind of assessing the situation of doing kind of little experiments I guess to satiate satiate my hunger because I'm also extremely curious on what the hell is going on Alex what are you doing at this moment I'm just looking for other ways out I don't know if I also noticed that there wasn't a door handle on the door I failed my turn. I mean, at this point, I think maybe I'll just motion you in that direction, Alex, right? Like, like, no door handle and meat hook. I think they go together, and I'm trying to disassemble, like, a meat hook right now to use as a doorknob. That sounds great, Blake. I will follow you. Easy enough to do as you reach up there. The mechanism is set so it can be easily removed and cleaned of whatever filth might sit upon this. You 
take down the meat hook and make your way over to the door. There's a clear opening where the handle used to be. What would you like to do? Can I peek out of the of that door handle real quick? It's a industrial site type door handle. It's not a blank hole. There's a mechanism there. So you can't get a good view. But you do hear voices sound like they're moving away from the door. Um, I'll just straighten myself up really quick and get close to the door and just start knocking. Hello? Mm-hmm. Anyone there? Are, are you asking for a clue already? Hello? Blake? You When when Sam pinched you, it hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this this isn't a dream. This isn't no, a, it's it's real. an escape room. E, nope. Nope, it's not. Hello, this is Alex Padilla. <laughs> this is Alex Padilla. Is anyone there? We are stuck. And apparently TV fame is Blake. Yeah, Blake is here. Marsh is here. Maybe they're doing a prank thing people, or something. Alex? Yeah, they were walking away from us, though. As they're not answering, I'm just gonna like kind of like kneel down in front of Alex and try to use the meat hook. And f- is there like a hole like I can try to like thread the meat hook through and see if I can catch something on the other side? Why don't you go ahead and make the lockpick action? Oh, that's an action. That's gonna be dexterity plus larceny. Larceny. Difficulty two. So larceny and dexterity. So- Click on larceny. You said the two. dialogue will pop up. Yep. Yep. Change it to dexterity. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. Okay. Uh, One success. Failure. It's a fail. This is not. Alex, fun. you're watching him, and he's probably really good at speaking and giving interviews and talking in front of the green screen and the camera. But this is probably something that's well beyond his capability. Mm. At least this door. It's the doors, guys. Doors. (laughs) Give me that, Blake. Let me try this. I'll I'll, I'll, like step back and leave the the hook like in the the handle and and back away. And then, Sam, are you still like casing the place for clues? I would probably be checking the dead body, actually, like pockets and stuff, because as stupid as the idea of looking for a key in an escape room was, <laughs> it was it was not actually a bad idea to check the body. Of course. So we'll go with Sam. As you check the body and with your six successes on your investigation, it'll roll over to this check and there's no money on the guy. There's no identification. There's nothing in his pockets. There's no clear tattoos. Nor is there obvious ways that he might have died. Okay. That covers all the questions I was going to ask, so. (laughs) (laughs) Marsh. Hey, Marsh, you seem like a strong guy. Blake, unfortunately, wasn't able to do this. I've done a few locks in my day, but I don't know. I'll give it a shot, at least. Go ahead and make a lockpick action. So, larceny. Dexterity plus larceny. So, click larceny. Uh And then use the drop down. Uh, Okay. Well, how do you want to? How how do you want to pick this? Yeah, no, I'm not going to use my strength. I'm going to try to do the dexterity to finesse it. Okay. 
my guy would maybe just try to brute strength it though so not sure you tell me yeah i think i would just try to i mean my guy would probably get in there and just try to just get it and just muscle that lock okay give me a lock pick using strength plus larceny a lot of stuff okay so i pick difficulty two Okay, so you I click on larceny, the larceny yep. and then when it yep. pops up, you can leave it on strength. Oh, Punch yeah. in difficulty oh, two. The one I couldn't find strength. Uh, difficulty <laughs> two. Okay. Yeah. Jiminy Christmas. Oof. You see Marsh kind of, let me see that. He moves in and he, you have the meat hook kind of, in their pride and it's leaning against a piece of the mechanism. He just leans into it and you hear a grind of metal and then he pulls up and the whole door rattles and shakes and you see the, the hinges as the dust and paint fall from them and he pulls and the door obviously is meant to go the other direction. He pulls it in and beyond you see what looks like a kitchen. So one thing that I forgot to cover was Steve Blake, excuse me, mm -hmm. when you rolled your check, you could have re-rolled up to three dice using willpower. Okay. All, all characters have a trait called willpower, and this determines their force of will and mental resources. The player has the option to check one of the willpower checkboxes and then re-roll up to three regular dice to improve his test. This can be done once per roll until you're out of willpower. Additionally, characters have the ability called the Blood Surge. Kindred's blood, referred to as Vitae, has innate powers. One of the abilities it gives is known as the Blood Surge. This ability allows the player to add one die to any test, increasing the chances of success. If you want to use the Blood Surge, you make a rouse check to see if you gain any hunger. Regardless of the result, you get one additional die for any test including all action tests. This can be done once per roll. Both Blood Surge and Willpower may be used for the same roll. But seeing as how you had one success against two failures and you only rolled a total of two dice, and, right. well, uh, I was in over my Marsh head. over here is, you know. Yeah, so what is Willpower hurt you later on or just you just won't be able to re-roll? Like it line? is your mental fortitude. Okay. So in, let's call a social conflict, your health pool is your ment is your willpower. Okay. So if you run out of willpower in, let's say, an argument with another SPC or storyteller player character, the narrative would move to something like you walk away in shame as you hang your head and everybody laughs at you as you leave the room. Okay. Gotcha. Shame. Yeah. yeah. Shame. <laughs> so I'll nudge Sam as we're like looking at the body and be like, hey, hey, I, I think they got it. Immediately going to pull Alex away yeah. from the door frame so she's not at the opening and like pull us to the side, right? So we're not right in the full view of the door as it opens. Understand. As you look out from the frozen ho holding cell, you find a kitchen that is bright, reasonably clean, 
and it features the type of equipment you'd expect in a high-end restaurant. You think that's where you are. Contracts with the meat locker you just exited may give you pause. As your eyes look for an exit, you find two. There's a set of doors that no doubt leads to the main area of the restaurant and a side door with a green emergency exit sign. Before we move forward, I just have a question. What what was the last thing you guys remembered? I was I was at a hotel and um, I got a call and then the next thing I knew I'm here. So there's a part of me think that thinks that maybe we're still in that hotel unless you know uh, I was definitely not at a hotel. I was at a little old bookstore. Not very well known. I was walking down an alley. I did feel this really strong, like, I don't know, like a strong hand. That's the last thing I remember. Like, just, it was strong. Like, right on my neck. And that's it. That's all I remember. And then woke up here. You were forced here. Uh, Sam, you were forced here too? Like, someone hit you? I don't remember. Do I remember? Remember? And how about you, Blake? Remember an art gallery. Well, it was supposed to be an art gallery. I'd been there many, many times. I was supposed to interview the owner and... You know, kind of think of it, I don't even think I caught his name. I remember... And you see him, like, kind of... I'm just, like, almost, like, subconsciously, like, rubbing my neck a little bit. There was... So much, so much blood. And I think the police were involved. It's a little hazy at the moment. I mean, if we were all taken hostage and the police were involved, then maybe they're looking for us. But um, since I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um... Yeah, I think maybe we might be in the hotel. Not sure. But yeah, there's an exit sign. There's two doors. Can I, can I take like a strong whiff, right? I, I've been trying to hold my breath as long as I can. Other than the breath I need to take to talk. But there's no one in this kitchen, right? There's no chefs or anything? Nope. In fact, it looks like it's based on some moldy or old food. Though it's high end. It looks like it's been sitting for a while. Um, you look around, and it's an open kitchen like you've seen at these high-end restaurants. And in fact, Blake, I think you know this place. You've dined here several times. Uh, it's a high-end restaurant called The Enchanted that closed for some unknown reason out of the blue like three or four months ago. Fun fact, I believe this place was closed for health code violations. Something about improper storage of meat I don't know well, but uh yeah, that. Well, there's definitely humans hanging in there would be uh, unsafe meat are we still being watched here yeah I don't know I was gonna look around for more cameras and then any knives <laughs> there are definitely knives in this kitchen some really fine Japanese knives that you can take with you if you want to grab one 
There's rolling pins, etc. You look around and there doesn't appear to be any cameras here in the kitchen. I don't think we're being watched. I have a question. With the, with the people that were walking out of the meat locker earlier, I forgot to ask, Like, did they smell fresh? Couldn't really tell amongst the rotting carcasses and whatever else these hunks of meat or flesh were laying on the floor of the walk-in freezer. If this place has been pretty undisturbed for a while, can we look for any sort of footprints or disturbances on the ground and see if there's any sign that maybe somebody really was here? Go ahead and make me an investigation check. Difficulty two. That's intelligence. Intelligence plus investigation. Investigation. Okay, that's going to be four successes. You see some footprints in the tile, but it's several footprints coming and going. Um, In fact, you look out and you see a flashlight moving back and forth in the main room of the restaurant. Seems to be a guard maybe patrolling, possibly alerted by the noise that Marsh made when he pulled the door off the hinges. Oh, guys, there's I th- that might be the gamekeeper out there. Do you see any any three-digit combination locks? No, but there are plenty of knives. I suggest you all grab one. Yeah, Marsh picks one up, puts it in his jacket. Marsh, how's your hunger? Like, are you hungry right now? I'm very hungry. Do you smell something fresh? Do I smell anything fresh? Not so much. No, not really. He's a little far away. Blake, you know this restaurant is pretty large and gets used to get really packed on the weekends. Um, You'd have a reservation. Well, you could usually walk in and find a place as you'd typically go there alone or at least meet with somebody for an interview on the patio. You guys want to investigate this place or should we just get the hell out of here? Or is that part of the test? To see if we bail out of here or finish this escape room. Smart choice would just be to leave, but uh, would it? I mean, let's entertain your your thought for one moment, right? Like, if this ain't a room, if this is an actual life or death situation, for real, real, wouldn't you like to know who's behind it? And I'm like side-eyeing towards the, the room. That was my second thought, is the smart move would be to leave. But, uh... Well, let's just say I'm glad I'm not a cat. It's curiosity killed. Never mind. Um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. But I'm just saying, if the cops are involved, then, um, well, Marsh, your bite mark is going to be on that body. Oh, shit. Didn't even think about that. Um, fuck. I, I want some, I want answers as much as you I want answers. Like, why am I feeling like this? Why, like, why do I want blood? I, I don't get it. So, yeah, as much as I want to get out of here, I, I now have to get answers. So, let's go get some answers. Where's the light coming from again, uh, Blake? Uh, the uh, dining room. Dining room? Getting a little yep. closer. Dining room, everyone? Go ahead. 
Alright. Uh, I mean, what's what's the game plan here? I mean, should we just jump out and, and knock him over the head with a rolling pin? Or mm, I always it's... thought that it's kind of better to, I mean, if we want to find out answers, we can always have a conversation. I mean, I don't see the point in getting knives. We can just talk to them. All right. Well, and if we they were don't, forced here. Yeah. If they don't want to talk, then you know I found a good beaten helps to get them to talk. So I don't feel that I was forced here. So I mean, if we are put in a situation where we have to converse with someone, I volunteers tribute. While you all hide your knives. And if things go alright, then you can go ahead and do your thing. That's not a bad plan. I don't have a knife myself. Maybe we can go smooth talk them. And if something goes wrong, the muscle is just on the other side of the door. Yeah, Blake, use your charms. You are on television. Alright, you guys... And if this is an escape room, if this is all just a game, you can't just murder someone, okay? Like, is is that knife even sharp? They wouldn't put an actual sharp knife in an escape room. They put a dead body in an escape room, Blake? If it is real. I've seen enough dead bodies. It was real. All right. Let's yeah. go, Blake. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll. Is it a double swinging door that swings like in and out into the kitchen? Yeah, right. Okay. You have to coming through as you. Yeah. yeah. So before I'll, like, I walk the... out, though, like I'll look over my shoulder and back to like uh, Sam real quick to see, like after what he said, just making sure that he's okay and not like zoning out. I'm my like you see my eyes are just constantly scanning. Both the door, the exit, and where we came from. I grab uh, Blake by the shoulder and then... Yeah, I'll I'll give the hand, like a one-handed push on the door and then let you go through first. Ladies You make your way into the room of this restaurant. You see the guard armed with a flashlight and a nightstick. Wearing an ordinary uniform, baggy jacket seems to fit them poorly the look on their face suggests that they would probably like to be anywhere else but here as you come through the door they turn and shine the flashlight in your direction from the illumination of the open kitchen both Blake and Alex discard is vaguely familiar you met them a few years back used to go to the same parties but they never seemed to belong there they were selling drugs to rich partiers you wonder what happened to them when they stopped going to these high-end parties you would go to you glimpse a look of recognition in their eyes as Alex suggested maybe they'd rather sort this out by talking rather than fighting he squints Blake? Is is that you? Yeah. Can, can you put the light down a little bit? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And he puts it in his little 
circular light holder and puts his nightstick away and he probably wears a medium maybe and he's got an extra extra large jacket that has security written across it the paint used to silk screen it is peeling and falling away Parker is that you I yeah I know you too don't I as he looks towards you Alex oh it's been a while what happened to you I know a couple people who've been trying to look for you his eyes get a little wide uh well I went to prison for a little while oh no shit really yeah somebody from one of your friends turned me in but that's not really your fault he's looking around nervously can I ask what the hell you're doing here uh this closed down restaurant I, I, I just got this job. Uh, I'm not sure if it's something I like, though. This place is pretty creepy. Uh, I didn't even get any training for any of this. I mean, given my past, it's not really easy to land other jobs, you know? Wait, so how did you get this job? Uh, you know, was at the jobs fair, and there were some people, you know, dressed in some tactical gear you know they wanted to hire some freelancers I thought it was more like they were going to train me to go in the army or something but no it was just we own a bunch of property and we'd like you to just guard it oh did you just start your shift oh oh did you just start your shift or you've been here a while um we we just started I mean the guys left dropped me off probably like 30 minutes ago Oh, did they say anything about, you know, like maybe some people in the back or things to look out for? Uh, no, they just said, just make sure nobody breaks in. Uh, Something about their investor. They didn't, they didn't mention anything about people breaking out. (laughs) Uh, no. Nope. They sure don't. And, uh, Alex and Blake... Your blood whispers to you as you're having this conversation with Parker. Somehow, you know you can make them sympathize even more with you or be terrified by you. You could probably use your persuade ability and make them feel in awe of you. On the other hand, you might be able to intimidate them using the daunt ability. Though, with him, you feel you could be even more supernaturally charming and manipulative. Alex, your blood tells you you can make them forget the last 10 minutes and just walk away. You instinctively know you can cloud Parker's memory by just asking him to forget. Additionally, you can give Parker a one-word command and compel him just to do something not harmful to himself. Parker, I'm sure oh, you know yeah. something more they've told you something this seems to be like such a huge secret operation come on now don't hide anything from me we've known each other for such a long time I've seen you before prison I know why you were in prison would you like to use persuasion 
All right, go ahead and click on Persuasion. Your awe has been automatically factored in. So that's going to be Charisma plus Persuade or Persuasion. A difficulty. Difficulty would be one for, for oh. Parker. Parker's a pushover. Or Parker. <laughs> Parker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be Ooh. eight successes. Oh, boy. That's a lot. <laughs> Parker's like, um, honestly, I mean, it was just last weekend where we had the, the, they had the job fair, you know, the one downtown, uh, they just get people off the streets or just released. They said, you know, meet them where the job fair was. They picked me up, give me a uniform. Hell, they even paid me in advance. Uh, they said nothing should happen and they'd be back sometime in the morning to have somebody relieve me. I mean, if you guys want to just leave, you know, I'll, I won't say anything to them. You just go right ahead. I mean, we're friends, right? Hang out with all the same people, know the same people. I mean, well, we don't want to leave without you know, coming out with anything. I mean, if you and he looks each of each of you up and down. I mean, I can give you guys some money if that'll if That's that'll not help what you. I mean, <laughs> oh, Parker. Information, Parker. Information. I mean, is this really your first shift? Yeah, they ju I just I just started today. Like, look at this. I mean, this thing doesn't even fit me. They said we get one that fits me. I'm supposed to give it to the next guy. I guess he's pretty big. Yeah. Will you will you just excuse us for one moment, Parker? J just yeah, just one moment. I'll uh, I'll be right here. And he pulls out one of the chairs and has a seat and kind of picks at his fingernails a little bit a bit. Yeah. I lean into Alex, like kind of turn my back to Parker and like lean into your ear just a little bit, trying to make sure he can't hear me whispering like, hmm. uh, do you, do you think this, this is some sort of test? Like they sent him here for us to feed or essentially. Yeah. Like I was thinking that they're, do you see cameras in this room? Maybe they're just watching us. See what That's we do. That's not under my skill set, unfortunately. We can call Sam in to check. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. What were what were your thoughts? I was thinking. I don't know. While talking to him earlier, I, I felt that we'd be able to have him forget, or I could have him forget. So we could maybe bring um, Martian. Do you know? Uh, let him have a sip of him. Then, if he's good to go, maybe we could try too. Because I am honestly so fucking hungry. I didn't want to say anything, but... Uh, I know. Yeah, Appearances. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, if I can have him forget, you know, why not try? I think I could convince him to let us... Just give his wrist, right? Give his wrist to us. We gotta, we gotta try at least once, right? I mean, it's Parker. Like, like he's kind of a dipshit, anyways, right? No, he is, and he's a fucking dumbass. Like, who, right? who gets themselves caught after having all the clientele that he did? He was getting bank, and then all of a sudden he gets himself caught. Anyway, we can bring the. Yeah. No, no, but isn't it weird that we all like 
know each other. Like, you know, we apparently we run in the same circles, although I don't remember you. If we met before, I apologize. But, like, we all know each other, and we both know Parker. So whoever's behind this, they know us, right? I mean, I'd like to discuss this more with the others uh, present, but um, it's weird. I thought, because when I got here, um, I was... I wanted to be here, but you guys sound like you're forced, so not sure. That really, you you wanted to be here. We can talk about did, that later. Did Let's you set up... this up? No, not this powerful. I spin around towards Parker because we've left him mm-hmm. hanging for like long enough. He's sure he's gonna get antsy. He's like, Parker, Parker, uh. We'd like to introduce you to a few other friends of ours. Don't be alarmed. Okay. They're a bit rough around the edges. One of them's even a celebrity. Just, uh... Oh. I, I reach yeah. out for his hand, right? And I kind of, like, gaze at him. And I try to... He said I have... I feel like I can make him do something I want to, right? So I will... Yep. I will try to compel him to, like, give me his hand and follow me into the other room. Go ahead and make a compel check, which would be wits plus resolve. Difficulty. Difficulty for Parker is one. Poor Parker. <laughs> Poor Thanks, Parker. Parker. So I only got one success. Not great. It's success. That's... What would you like to say to him? I would just single like action that. command. Yeah, follow and like take his hand and guide him to the other room. He stands up. Sighs get a little glazed over and he smiles, of course. Lead the way. And I'll bring him back into the kitchen. As Alex and Blake head into the kitchen, Parker looks at you, Sam. He says, Hey, Sam. Parker? How's uh, Aunt May doing? She's doing okay. The arthritis is flaring up a little bit. He visibly relaxes as he meets Sam, his second cousin. Last time you saw him, was at a family? Was that your uh, Aunt May's uh, birthday party? He visibly relaxes and he's like, oh, okay. Marsh, in fact, you know Parker too. You guys used to train MMA together. You were always better than them until they quit and started selling drugs. He doesn't recognize you. He's like, what are you... So he looks back towards Sam. So did you guys break in or what are you guys like doing here? Like, is it a surprise party? No. Um, we were just... Uh, we heard some stories and... Uh... Blake here was looking to maybe shoot some new segments at uh, some spooky locales. So, yeah, this place is pretty spooky. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't even know you were out. Yeah, I've, I've, about two weeks now. Really, it's my first gig, my first interview. Got the job. I mean, you know, it's about all I can get. And he glances around his poorly fitting clothing and. How's 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 everybody doing? I mean, when speaking of getting out, when did you get back? Oh, honestly, yeah, probably it was a couple months ago. I uh, 
I haven't really gone to visit anyone yet. Um, just kind of, you know, yeah, getting used to things, I guess. Well, yeah, it takes takes a lot getting used to when you're someplace so different, huh? Yeah, just everyone still doing the same thing, like nothing else has changed. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard from anybody, you know. Yeah, you know, there was, I mean, Grandma was a little disappointed, to say the least, you know, so. I know. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't like guns, and the only thing to do back home was either join the service or... I mean, sell drugs. Yeah, I know that. How does he smell? <laughs> what a question. He smells warm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's sweet. delicious. Oh. So you, you're working here. He's working here. I'm looking over towards Alex and uh, Blake. Yeah. Small world. So. I do this motion in front of, like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, Sam, real quick. Behind Parker, by the way. Yeah. And Sam, you get the sense that you could manipulate Parker's mind, probably not even using any of your supernatural abilities, but certainly you can do it with your supernatural abilities, giving him the the compel action to do something provided it's not harmful to him. And Marsh, as you sit there and they're having this conversation, you feel if you stand really still, the guard would no longer be able to see you. In fact, you'd you'd be practically invisible to him. You feel as if you could be covered in a cloak of shadows and your unseen passage will make you invisible to Parker. Oh, poor Parker. <laughs> I know. This is, this is, we're talking about it. This is, oh. <clears throat> <laughs> poor Parker. This is the dragon. Oh, uh, Parker, I'm so sorry. I forgot to introduce you. Blake did say that he's a celebrity. Uh, you, all, you obviously know Sam, but this is Marsh. Marsh, Parker, Parker, Marsh. Hey, uh, hello, hey Marsh. Parker. Nice to meet you. We used to we used to fight. Do you remember that? Oh, don't remember me, do you? I'm a little banged you looked, up. You looked a bit different back then, but we were pretty young. Yeah, that time has uh, not been good to me. He glances up at your appearance as an Osferatu, not nearly as good as Blake or Alex. Muscular for certain, and he's like. Yeah, I mean, I followed you until you, like, disappeared. I I could never, I mean, ask Sam over here. I could, like, I tried, but, you know, even Sam could out-wrestle me. And, hell, you were, like, one of the best at the gym. So, well, like I told Sam, you can either join the service or fight or sell drugs you know uh 
<laughs> you know I couldn't fight very well. Mm. I hear ya. Yeah, yeah, you know, the past has been rough on us all, and I'll, like, clamp my <laughs> hands on Parker's shoulder and, like, be, like, yeah, like, just give him a little shake. Like, yeah, for some of us, it's our past that's, that's troubling, and for others, it's their future, you know? <laughs> yeah, I take a, like, I scoop up, like, I jump up a little bit and sit, uh, sit on the counter. I take a mm -hmm. look at my watch. Okay, so we have ten minutes. Um, I knew it was an escape room. No. It's not that. Sam, you guys are cousins? Yeah. I'm just going to be super frank here. Blake and I were talking about it earlier. Parker, you can listen in. You'll be okay. okay. I try and, like, calm him down. But, um... I'll just so whisper in his ear from behind him, right? Listen. Not creepy at all. So, Blake and I were talking about that maybe he is part of the test. Uh, Marsh, you mentioned that the dead body in the meat locker earlier didn't satisfy you at all. So I was wondering, do you want to try him out? You see Parker, like, eyes go a little wide and dead. Sam, there's a dead body here? I mean, there's a lot of dead carcasses and meat and oh. on the freezer. Yeah, yeah, they told me. They still had a bunch of stuff in there when the restaurant closed down. So not to worry about it and to go in there. Yeah, I'm, honestly, it's some of it's... I think the freezer's cycling starting to go a little bit. Some, some of it's starting to rot. I would try to stay away. Um, yeah, you can smell it from... I can smell it from here. Man, it's terrible. Hope they don't get dock my pay or get mad at me. No. Um, that's... That is, that isn't a, a choice, I guess, Alex. Um, I mean, Blake's if licking his lips. I can try. Might as well, right? You gotta lead by example. So I step in front. I hop off the uh, the counter that I'm sitting on. I step in front of Parker, and then I compel him and say, uh, "Give me your wrist." He gets a little nervous as Alec moves towards him. But he's been in prison for a while. And he looks over and says, uh, Your friend's pretty friendly there, Sam. Is this... Yeah, okay. Here you go. It's gonna be okay. And then I take his wrist. I actually run a finger down a little bit. Just caress it a little. And then I put it up my lips. Kiss it Makes a, a nervous bit. laugh. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm sure you've had this before. And then, like, as my lips press on his um, wrist, I feel for the pulse. And then I... It booms just, in your ear. Boom, boom. Yeah. And then just instinctually, I don't know if they're going to come out. If I just bite on it. And as you do, you hear... An audible gasp of pain, but also of pleasure from Parker. And he goes a little ridges and gets on his tippy toes a little bit. And there's a lost look in his eyes. His smile creeps across his face. You can go ahead and reduce one hunger. 
I take and as you as you finish you know that if you lick the wound the bite marks will disappear I do that and then I'll actually like after I lick the wound (laughs) okay hold on a second after I lick the wound like I just oh I don't want to ruin my lipstick (laughs) but I kind of like just lick and while looking at him straight in the eye that was really delicious very warm he goes a little faint but he's able to stable him uh, stabilize himself before he falls over um lost a little bit of blood and he's like yeah that was pretty that was pretty amazing it was an experience uh, wasn't it you got good friends there sam yeah what are you doing I, uh, like after I get off from you know oh me or yeah something? I mean maybe we want to have breakfast sure oh but um let me grins towards I mean, you yeah I I look at the rest of the group if just like hey it's open for business while I clean the edges of my lips from his with his of his blood. Did we get any whiffs of when that blood was when that vein was opened? Yeah. Marsh can barely contain himself. I can make him forget. We just have five though. more minutes though. I'm just watching everyone, but I have the knife at the ready. Like blade yep. up, up against my arm, just like at just getting ready. I don't know what's gonna happen yet, but it's... does it seem like he's only willing for her, or just in general, he's kind of? I mean, if you used cloak of shadows or unseen passage, he'd never know you were there. Yeah, I'm going to do that because I cannot hold back anymore. If you want to use Unseen Passage, anyway. <laughs> you would need Your to make a Rouse check. But if you stand perfectly still using clo- uh, Cloak of Shadows, you could use... What is Cloak of Shadows? Open my glossary. Glossary. I think at this moment, like the fantasy of playing like Vampire was really alluring to Blake. But in this moment of reality, as Alex feeds and I watch this person be drained of blood, I think there's a, a, a dose of reality hits Blake, and you can see it on his face. Like, he's not as okay with this as he would like to have put on a minute ago. Gotcha. So, to use those, let's use your. Sneak check. Let's use dexterity plus stealth. Dexterity plus stealth. Where is my stealth? There it is. Okay, dexterity. There's a lot of skills in this. And how many difficulty? (laughs) One. One. Or Parker. 
Parker. Come on, I'm hungry. Yes! Fucking drain that some bitch. SE critical. Don't kill him. That sounds ominous. No, I get him right to the edge. Get rid of all my hunger. So. <laughs> getting rid of all the. Kill him. Skull on the sheet there, or on the roll Ooh, there. Shit, what does that mean? You typically would ignore those if you got a success. Okay. A messy critical is you got criticals with your hunger dice, which are represented by the red dice, which you disappear from Parker. And then you see Parker's head get wrenched to the side. And Marsh fades into view with his fangs buried deep within. And it doesn't seem like there's any stopping Marsh. Marsh, you can reduce your hunger by one. But as you do, you release Parker. And you're not really sure if he faints or if you killed him. But he crumbles to the floor of the restaurant. Oh, I shit. I was, I was still holding hits. Parker on the shoulders and Marsh like bumps yep. me out of the way to do it, right? And like I kind of land on my ass too. Just watching this unfold. Man, what happened? I... Going to try I started to feeding. Parker I lost control, guys. Did I... Shit, did I kill him? You can catch him without a check. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm going to check his pulse. He's dead. The hell, Marsh? I didn't mean to, wasn't... I didn't do that on purpose. Damn, my dude, I'm so sorry, man. That was not... I, I couldn't even help it. Don't speak right now. Do not. Do Just white knuckling the knife right now you saw Alex with grace and poise and, and dignity and the fuck Dude, I told you guys I just there's something coming over me and I, I'm having trouble controlling it why didn't you guys pull me off of him couldn't see yeah. you like they're going to pull the big MMA oh, star yeah. off shit that's right you guys couldn't see me You hear a noise behind you from the kitchen. Outlined against the light of the kitchen, you see a silhouette of a very tall man with a powerful build. As he steps into the light, you can see he wears a well-cut modern suit. Parker again. He stands calm and confident. But he also looks surprised to see you, as you are to see him. He smiles, allowing you to see his fangs. He's a vampire or kindred, just like you. Marcus looks towards Parker and then back to your group and says, Well, looks like I don't have to ask him to forget the last tenements of his life. Somebody must have uh, made him forget everything else going forward. Seems to be my lucky night. My name is Marcus Dean. He hands go out wide and he says, 
Happy to meet you. Fangs bared. Not aggressively, but at least knowingly. He looks around, looks at Parker once again. We should probably leave. My driver will arrive in a few minutes. Oh, uh, since I'm Alex, uh, by the way, this is Marsh, oh. Blake, and Sam. Uh, nice to yeah, meet you, Parker. Alex. Howdy. And he'll step forward and extend his hand towards you, Alex. I take as it he and I shake it. Looks over your attire, Blake. You get the sense that he has some good taste and expensive. Uh, suit and long coat jacket that's warm but fashionable almost as fashionable as Sam's since the second inquisition could get here at any moment now I need to know what you know and begins asking some questions as he asks these questions your mind tries to unlock your memories memories between your mortal normal life and this rude awakening you just had before this nightmare of death and blood swept everything away. Marcus looks each character up and down and says, As I said, we need to get out of here. Do we, any of you remember any details about your embrace? As he starts to head towards the emergency exit door that's sitting somewhat ajar. I, uh, I come close to Sam real quick and then kneel right next to him and just whisper, Hey, I know. I'm sorry. But, um, I think we have to follow him if you want to find some answers. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Nothing I can do for him now, anyway. I'll sidle up to Marcus and kind of take his attention while while they're doing that. So I'm like, so I remember a place, the Black Rose Gallery. You familiar Mm. with it? Mm -hmm. I am familiar with it. Great. Uh, And the owner there, I mean, do you you remember his name by any chance? I do not. Uh, Passing acquaintance in (laughs) our circles, I guess, but... We never spoke formally. Uh, uh. Oh, no. Yeah, so... so I was there, and I was supposed to be there for an interview, and it was almost like the whole place wasn't real? I'm not sure what that was all about, but next thing I know, he's got his neck on mine, and, you know, I didn't really... I didn't want to, like... You got to do certain things in my line of work, you know, like even things you might not be comfortable with just to get the story. But but once it started, I couldn't stop it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, next thing you know, he embraced me, as you called it. Yep. But uh, shortly after that, uh, I I think the, the police showed up. Guns laser pointers on all of us uh i think they killed him i remember the blood and the gunfire have you seen him is he really dead so when you describe these police 
let me guess, tactical gear, laser-sighted rifles. Yeah, yeah. And you know, one of them, I think I remember, he, he drove a stake through my heart, right here. And I looked him in the eye. And I feel like I'd interviewed him before, like, hmm. but it's like, almost like I can't remember his name for some reason. Do you know? Yeah, you'll find I, uh, a lot of people in the public service space kind of have dual roles in, since they have the training, they're recruited into this, what we call the second inquisition. Let's uh, grab your friends and fascinating. Yeah, we're head walking. out into the alley. I, th I thought we were walking and talking. Uh, anybody else? I mean, I feel like I'm talking too much. Do I talk too much? Maybe I'm talking too much. Now let's get to the alley first. Are there... Uh... Oh, well. I mean, to be frank, uh, I wasn't expecting to find anyone here. Let alone... Some fledging licks. He lowers his voice a bit and he said, I heard some rumors about this Second Inquisition safe house on my turf. And he spreads his hands out wide and looks around up and down the alley. I didn't realize this place was one of their population control facilities. What do you mean by population control? Right. And Second well, Inquisition. You Licks. see the second inquisition. Well, lick. Well, one at a time, please. <laughs> I've I've got my notepad out and I'm scrawling like he yeah. said, you know, licks, vampires, kindred, us. We just it's a, a slang term, licks. That's what some uh, some of us and some of the other clans call each other. But the second inquisition is bad news for all of us kindred. Have you ever heard of the original inquisition? Picture that. With the support of modern governments and using state-of-the-art weaponry and technology to hunt us kindred down. They're out to destroy every last one of us, but they also want to study us, which is why they don't immediately kill us. I assume that's why they left you here, to collect you later, to study you before they destroy you. So they're probably either nearby or on their way to check on you right now. If you'd rather have, stay out of your hands, you should come with me. So you didn't set this up? You didn't hire Parker? That guy on the floor in there? No, I, I didn't set this up. I came to investigate this supposed safe house at this restaurant. No wonder why it's been closed for a while. They've been keeping... Uh, well, at least you four there. Not really how many sure anybody else has been keep it kept there or killed there or destroyed there. But no, this was a surprise to me that I could see you or that I that you were here. I didn't expect anybody to be here. Um, you can make an insight check and an insight check is going to be a insight Rick, intelligence. Insight will be intelligence and Insight. That's it. What's the, what's the difficulty? Difficulty would be three. Ooh, Marcus. 
Hey. <laughs> Ain't no Parker. That is four successes. Ooh, shit, nice. You seem to believe him. He seems like he's telling the truth and much like you. Doesn't seem like there's any reason to tell you any lies. After all, he said this is his turf and if the second, Inquis- second Inquisition is as terrible as he says it is, uh, it's, he's well within his rights to, you know, go in and check out any rumors that may, might be happening upon his turf. After Blake tells the story too, <clears throat> Marsh is like, just has this epiphany and he can just picture, hey guys, this, uh, you asked that question of what we remember, uh, Right before I pictured this, this, this guy I'd, I'd severely beat up, I thought I might even have killed him, uh, was driving a stake right through my heart. That's the last I remember, and it just kind of came, came to my, had the memory come back. Can't be a coincidence. <laughs> he looks at you, Marsh, and says, you look terrible. Maybe you should use the blush. In fact, maybe all of you should use the blush. So what the blush of life is, normally kindred are functionally dead. This means that their skin is pale or ashen at best. They're cold to the touch, and they do not need to blink or breathe. Using blush of life allows the players to appear as mortals, making making them look more lively, breathing, and even passing non-invasive medical tests. In addition, a character using Blush of Life can operate modern touchscreens as their skin produces the electrical signal. I think you need some blush, Rick. My internet jumped. Oh, Oh, okay. We're good. We left off at, uh, yeah. Blush. So, normally, using blushes, normally Kidrons are functionally dead. This means their skin is pale or ashen at best. They're cold to the touch, and they do not need to blink or breathe. Using Blush of Life allows players to appear as mortals, making them look more lively, breathing, and even passing non-invasive medical tests. In addition, a character using Blush of Life can operate modern touchscreens, as their skin produces the electricity and warmth necessary. To use the Blush of Life, a player needs to make a Rouse check, and Blush of Life is activated regardless of the result and lasts for the entire scene. This scene here will not last long, but if you want to use Blush of Life, you can do so, or you can do so at the beginning of the next scene. Or any time that you feel most appropriate. So... Disciplines. All players have disciplines or powers of the blood. Every character has three powers with specific names. So characters may have the same power. Some characters may have the same powers as others. Each power has an individual description. And few powers require a rouse check to activate. The power activates regardless of the result. Whether you gain more hunger or not. It does not change the effect of the power. Some powers require additional tests, and many won't. Won't. Some like awe or daunt 
are already factored, factored into many of the default actions we're using in this story. So the camera shifts and we see the exterior of this emergency exit door open as Mark, Marcus leads the coterie into the alley. There's a soft buzzing from a pocket in Marcus's coat and he produces one of those early model flip phones and holds it up, holds up a hand to each of you and speaks into the phone. Yes, yes, we're in the back alley. Pausing a few moments, he nods his head a few times. Oh, that's not good. Okay, okay, hurry. He closes the flip phone, looks back to you and says, my driver will be here in moments, which is a good thing. The Inquisition will be here moments after, and that's not a good thing. While we wait, what other questions do you have about me, the Inquisition, this place, what may you might have become? I'll do my best to answer it as well, matter-of-factly as I can. Alex, I haven't yeah. seen someone use that phone since I was in the eighth grade. I know, but I don't know. There's something about this guy that I think I'm gonna... Hang on Does it get service? Sorry, I got distracted. I don't know. I mean, he seems... I mean, have you heard those conspiracy theories about maybe, you know, like Rothschilds or the bigger families and stuff that are... No, I, I, I watch more I ancient aliens. Hang on. I think... Let me talk to him real quick. <laughs> I straighten myself up a little bit and then head to Marcus. Hi, Marcus. It's a... Uh, Alex again. Yep. Yeah, um, you mentioned earlier that this is your turf? Mm-hmm. Um, how, where are we, by the way? We're on the west side, my turf. This area is controlled by what we call the anarchy. There are other areas controlled by another faction known as the Camarilla, but we don't need to worry about our about that right that this moment. Now. Uh-huh. Every city is city, county, area is ruled over by a baron as a member of the Anarchs. So this area, I rule over and make sure that all my fellow Anarchs follow the masquerade. Make sure they stay in line, relatively speaking. We're not as strict as the Camarilla, of course. But we got to make sure that we, you know, don't make a scene of ourselves and cause any undue attention toward us. Otherwise, the Inquisition will be right on our heels. Kind of like right now. Yeah, I was curious as to why the Inquisition would have taken us is it normal for the Inquisition to follow uh, vampires or licks, uh, I guess, that were Inqu- just recently embraced? You see, the Inquisition exists only to eliminate kindred. They've already destroyed a lot of our infrastructure. Luckily, we have a few places that aren't compromised, and we keep them in the dark by enforcing the masquerade. the masquerade 
Masquerade, we don't want mortals to know of our existence. You can imagine what would happen if we did, right? We call this mas master we call this massive cover-up, excuse me, the masquerade. We people start talking about us. The Inquisitors show up. Our survival depends on keeping this secret. And I expect all of you to honor it on my turf now that, well, you're one of us. He pauses, lowers his voice even more a bit dramatically. If you don't keep the secret, we'll know. And well, some of us will be very unhappy about it. Catch my meaning? I think we do. All right. And what if we wanted to go back? Back to yeah. what? To my life. I don't want your life. Well, you can kiss that life goodbye. Indeed, your family and your friends kiss them goodbye too. See, it's unwise to keep in contact with your mortal friends, more so your family. This will often lead to tragedy. That said, we often cultivate some sort of relationship with mortals, human beings to keep in touch with, well... But keeps us human. Makes Wait, sense. so... Yeah. At this moment, do our families think that we're dead? Well, Not too sure long, what your families think. How long have we been I dead? don't... I haven't been back here probably for about a week, so less than a week. A week?! Could have been a day. I saw but your phone. No more than is a week. Is it possible we time traveled back in time? What year is it? <laughs> you mean this old thing? We use these burners simply because it's not connected to the greater internet of things. No, uh, Nobody's going to track us down using these old phones. They work. But they don't have any chips, no GPS, nothing like that. So, recommendation is to get your hands on one of these. They had cameras in there. Yeah. They were watching us. Yeah, they probably were. Seeing how you react, testing you, putting you through some kind of experiment. I've heard of that stuff before. Like an escape room. Are there rules against killing other kindred? Yep. There are. It's called Diablery. There are rules, and some of the older generations hold up those rules, and if you kill another kindred without being on a blood hunt, you yourself will be on a blood hunt or be hunted. What that basically means is any of us have free reign to take you out. And, and what if you don't kill a kindred, but maybe someone close to a kindred, like a cousin or a second cousin? I'll tell you, you can forget about your family now because if you're one of us and they are keeping tabs on you, 
They probably have every, everybody from your grandmother, even your great-grandmother, down to your smallest nephews under some kind of surveillance. Yeah. Storyteller question. How much do I remember of my embrace? There's nothing on my sheet about it. On the back of your main sheet that is linked in the Discord, there's a third page. And I can read it to you if you'd like. Uh, my thing only had one page. In, in Discord, uh, in the VTM channel, I put all the expanded character sheets up there. Okay. So we'll just go through it. So Sam, when you returned, you hear a voice that says, I've been following you. The voice is flat, solemn, and doesn't allow any room for questions. You turn around to find the guide of this particular exhibition, tall, slender, and dressed all in black. Your guide seems unable to smile or express any recognizable emotion. Feeling strange, alien, and oddly reassuring. My people noticed you back in Iraq. At first, they thought you were not serious about your studies, but you surpassed everyone's expectations. The guide takes you through the pictures, just showing off how much they know. Then, without a word of warning, you feel a fangs in your neck, and death comes to you quickly. Anything else you, uh, you'd like to know? No, so it probably wasn't the second Inquisition then that laid out the, uh, in the bookstore for me. Probably not. Yeah, what do we do oh, about Marcus. this hunger that we feel? Um, you know, poor Parker back there, his cousin, I couldn't help myself but to feed on him and I killed him. So we feed off the blood of the living. Anything else tastes bitter, stale, and you'll not be able to hold it down, let alone gain sustenance from it. Hunger is your new best friend and worst enemy, enhancing your abilities, making yourself look alive, using a, any of our powers, or even waking up every night can make you hungry. You'll have to manage that hunger. Feeding too much or too little can ruin you, get you killed, or do the same to mortals. Mortals are your primary target for feeding, and as an apex predator, you have the tools to do that. Feeding on humans doesn't usually hurt them. In fact, it puts them in a trance and erases all the important details from their mind. Mortals can get addicted to it, though, just like you can get addicted to feeding. Play it smart. Take only what you need, and remember to lick the wounds afterwards. For most of us, Blood bags don't have the right taste, but they can be a good substitute for the real thing, especially in an emergency. Many licks live their entire unlives by just using these. Blood types usually aren't an issue for us. Our blood, called vitae, gives us a vast array of abilities we can use. Some of these powers are common to all of us, while others are unique to some of us. As you may have experienced, you can improve your capabilities, making yourself appear alive, which I'd recommend Marsh, and perform other wondrous feats. Many of these actions, however, come at a cost. 
and the hunger always beckons, and with it comes the beast. Thanks for that, Marcus. Appreciate that. But, like, in terms of classic vampire tropes, garlic? <laughs> he laughs. <laughs> Don't let that vampire fiction fool you, kids. Most of it's just that fiction. Steaks won't kill you, but they can paralyze you. Old superstitions like mirrors, entering a home uninvited, garlic, as you say, crossing running water, none of that stuff is true. Crosses? Crosses. No effect on us. So? I've heard some mortals who can somehow turn them into weapons against us, but I've never seen it myself. But, yep, the sun. Son will give you final death. Oh, that is real. Uh, you might want to lead with that next time <laughs> before telling us that all the vampire fiction is just fiction. Oh, my apologies. You said garlic, so you said garlic, so it doesn't make you all sparkly or anything like that. No, it'll <laughs> it'll absolutely immolate you. Don't get caught in the sun. Even glimpses of the sun through a shaded curtained window is enough to. Put you down for good. Huh. So this is your turf. You control everything that goes on here, right? Well, I wouldn't say control. I kind of... We we, we in the Anarch faction don't control you. We're immortal. You can do kind of the things you want to do. Just keep up the masquerade and don't cause too much trouble that would bring what you probably would call the SWAT, what I would call a second inquisition to the so area. Do you know, know who did this to us, turned us? I have no idea. Well, do you know how we can find out? He thinks to himself, and as he does, you hear the sound of an approaching vehicle that cuts the conversation short. Marcus's driver has arrived, and he smiles in relief. Back black SUV appears at the end of the alley. Tigers screeching against the road as the driver brakes hard. She looks tense. We have to move, sir. She cautiously cautions her employer they're on to me marcus looks to the group and says let's go and starts quickly heading towards the dark suv opening the door for each one of you allowing you to enter the equation will be here any minute we need to get out of here go ahead in as each one of you head in before the door is even closed, as Marcus is pulling it in, stepping into the SUV, the driver pulls away in a hurry. As the black SUV makes its way along North Highland Avenue, you can see a white van behind you, clear clearly following, but it's impeded by heavy traffic and the skill of Marcus's driver. Marcus says to the driver, we need to lose them. Looking back to you, but 
first, I want to divert them from you. We'll drop you off along the way. And I think they'll follow us while you get out of here. Pulling a thick briefcase from under the seat, Marcus says, Any of you licks have any extensive training with, or a hobbyist in the art of firearms? Uh, if you count two tours in the sand as extensive training, then yeah. He looks to the rest of you. I mean, I played that there Call of Duty once or twice. He looks back towards Sam and kind of shakes his head. Anybody else who have practical applications in the use of no handguns in particular? Just my bare hands. Marcus. Uh, just as a question, would this be a skill that we would be trained in? So, or is it firearms? Answer. Firearms is the name of the skill? Yep. Oh, I see. Oh, actually, I do have some proficiency in it. Never mind, I, take, I retract my Call of Duty statement. You got your training from Call of Duty. <laughs> I've shot a yeah. couple beer cans. That's my extent of firearms. I did firearm. some back home. <laughs> so, mechanically... Marcus is going to give anybody with a firearm skill of two or greater as he clicks the locks on the top of his briefcase pops open where it sits surrounded in foam. Dark this is briefcase, a three digit code. The one, two, three. Yes, I knew this was an escape room. It's just a really elaborate escape room. I knew it. I think to myself. Anyways, go on. Within the foam, you see. Several six-hour P365 9mm compact handguns with two standard 10-round magazines. Passing one of the handguns and two of the magazines to Sam and one of the handguns and two of the magazines to Blake. Lock, locks the briefcase, puts it back, looks back to you and says... I think I know of a good spot where I can drop you off. It's within my territory, and you'll have the opportunity to grab a bite there. <laughs> Chuckles at his joke. <laughs> For a while, he stays silent, only breaking it to give directions to the driver. He says, If you had sires, they would be your lifelines tonight. But you'll have to make do with me and my support system. He chuckles as he adds this last part again. Get somewhere safe, make sure you're fed, and avoid the sunrise. He gestures emphatically with his hand as he says this last part. I'll be at the Red Star tomorrow. I hope you can make it too. Reaches into his coat and he pulls out an ancient flip phone without a touch screen. Instead, it has little keypad buttons on it where you have to press the button three times to get to whatever your letter you need to make a text message. <laughs> T9, no, no. Hands it over to, uh, to Alex. Oh. This phone is a little, well, it's old and a little safer than a smartphone. Inquisition shouldn't be able to pick up your calls. Hit the redial button to reach an ally of mine if you get into serious trouble. She'll help you if you mention my name. Do not use it to call your friends or your family. You'll have to assume 
the Second Inquisition already has tapped them. Don't visit any of her usual hangouts for the same reason. Reaching into his pocket, he passes out some business cards to Marsh. You guys make your lefts and rights into a subtly industrial and seemingly urban area of the city. The driver pulls up around the corner of what looks like a gathering of people in a line. Doesn't say goodbye, but instead looks back and gestures you, gestures get down as you leave the car. And with a peel of rubber and a screech, Marcus's driver pulls back into heavy traffic and is away with the white man in pursuit. You're left standing. standing. Can I, I really want to try to get a glimpse of the license plate number of the van that's been following us, if possible. Get a glimpse. Yeah, I really want to, like, I'm looking, I'm trying to get, I've been trying to get his license plate so I can write it down for follow-up investigation. All right, make a intelligence plus investigation check. Or you can also use streetwise and wits, but it should be intelligence investigation okay. more than likely. I'll do intelligence. Right. What would the difficulty be on this? Uh, difficulty is going to be a two. Two? They're Reasonable. right on your tail. No nope, big SUV. Uh, that's two, two successes. successes. You're able to get a glimpse of the license plate. And the license plate is whited out. They're smarter than I give them credit for. But at least I tried. So you're left standing where Marcus dropped you off. It was a close call, but you managed to get out of sight before the Inquisitors in the van could spot you. Everything starts to sink in what you are, what you just learned. Let's go around. Alex, how does that make you feel? I am very excited uh, because the last thing I remember is how defeated I was after everything. And someone came up to me and offered me an opportunity, which I gladly took. It's so nice to see the opportunity actually manifest itself to something so otherworldly. She, I'm trying to keep this to myself um, and not show everyone else how excited I am to be part of this secret society, pretty much. And there is a level of... How do I say this? There's a level of, I guess, motivation in Alex to do whatever she can to make sure that she doesn't lose it. So, meaning, if she needs to feed on live people, she will. If she needs to do anything else to make sure that nothing uh, nothing disturbs this new opportunity, she will do it. She just needs to know what. And Blake... What do you think about your current situation? I've been wishy-washy over the past hour or so, seeing things go, and, and I've started to sort of accept the reality as a reality. But Blake is 
very excited about the idea of being something more than he was before. I've always had this drive, this upward mobility thing that drove me from the Midwest to the big city in the Midwest to coming mm -hmm. out West to the big, you know, Los Angeles and, and sitting here, you know, holding this gun in my hand, feeling like I'm in the middle of a movie like I would have watched as a child and dreamt of being something just more that that first step on the next journey of my life I have a fire in me that I haven't felt in a while since since I lost some of that glamour I had in my past since I was taken mm -hmm. down a peg or two this is my way to reclaim what I believe is rightfully mine. Nice. And Marsh, you've been relatively quiet as the people with all the charisma have been doing much of the talking. But, you know, being a strong guy from the Midwest, you know, former champion in MMA, kind of down on your luck out here in LA, meeting up with this group and knowing what you've become. What's on your mind? Marsh has, God, he's got a wide range of emotions going right now. There's a part of him that feels like he did back when he was in the cage fighting. There's that adrenaline, there's, there's excitement, there's danger, you know. Then on the flip side of it, the memory of this person who put a stake through his heart, pissed, like, what the hell? I found out that vampires are real. I always thought they were not real. Like, yeah, okay, it's just fantasy. And then I just killed Sam's cousin. And so I'm very sad about that. I'm very emotional about, you know, there's a part of me that's, they can't imagine I just did that. Um, understand I didn't mean to. I was feeding. I couldn't control it. But so I'm all over the place right now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad, I'm mad, and then I'm getting excited because it's like my cage fight's going. And then I start thinking about, you know, old Parker there, and I get sad again. Then I think of that vision of the stake, and I'm getting mad. Like, who the fuck was this guy? So that's kind of what's going on with, with uh, me right now. So Sam is pretty conflicted right now, but not for the reasons most people would suspect. He's conflicted in the way that he is not not really sad or remorseful about his cousin. That's almost pushed out of his mind. He's his being almost consumed by this need for answers. This new, this new opportunity, this new door has opened to knowledge that's outside any history book to find out the true history of the world and what's actually been going on is just pretty much in the forefront and he's only conflicted with the fact that that's the only thing he can think of right now when he knows he should be feeling something else because his cousin just died alright we got our 
tech issues sorted. I think we can all hear each other and, and everyone can hear us again. So we're good to keep going. Just pretend like it never happened. Like Alex, look at the audience, make them forget the last 10 minutes. <laughs> and we're rolling. We're sucking your blood. Marx's driver dropped you off around the corner. There's a long line that leads. Loud bassy music spills out onto the street as the scent of cloves and tobacco hangs in the air. You round the corner and there's a tall, thick man with close-cropped dark hair in a fine suit wearing sunglasses, standing out front with his companions checking IDs. And all of those who form the long queue into Club Violet one at a time. Occasionally, you see some people move to the front of the line and hand him a card. Inspecting the card and then the people, he unlatches the felt rope from the stands and lets the group pass through into the loud interior. As you approach, he takes your card, Marsh, lowers his sunglasses, and you catch the glimpse of his red eyes. He smiles a knowing smile that reveals slightly elongated canines and again unlatches the red rope, allowing you to enter. Inside. Exciting. Oh, inside. I put on my blush. I oh, sorry. I put the yeah. okay. Blush of life. The blush on. Yes, yep. blush of okay. life. Okay. Everybody out. who's gonna do blush of life, let's roll a rouse check. Rouse. Wow. A rouse check. It's supposed to be just one dice. That's one success for Alex. Maybe one I roll a marsh. Two successes I clicked, for Sam. I clicked Rouse in the bottom right under the chat window, but it only rolled one dice. Yeah, click on your character. Four, and then it says Rouse roll on your character sheet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. Through, I did through character sheet. It did fine. If I do it from down there, it doesn't. So Yeah. Well, I need to be doing this with this music. So, everybody, your pale skin becomes full of life. If you were to pinch Blake once again, you'd probably see the red marks swell where you pinched him. That pinch didn't. Him. That weren't there before. Inside, the strobe lights cut through the room where Ellie's counterculture stomps, sways, and swoons to the newest sounds. Twisty stairs lead up to another smaller room where the DJ plies his craft. A back door on the first floor leads out onto a patio surrounded by a tall wooden fence with benches and flower-filled planters created in hidden corners where club goers can smoke and gossip in semi-privacy. On your way here, you pass through several less savory and industrial areas of the city. Young, dark-haired, men and women, some older than others who don't look like they kind of fit in here, but just trying to recapture their youth as if this was the scene they had when they were young and, you know, trance music was popular. Dance with their collars popped up. As the younger ones look at them a little, a little weirdly at them, but 
even Marsh doesn't get a second glance from somebody as everybody's there, the heads bobbing and the sweat upon their bodies are like a banquet to your senses. Marcus said this was a hunting ground. Sounds good in here. Do you, do you guys think we could maybe find somewhere a little quieter to, to hole up? What, you don't like the music, Blake? I'm enjoying this. It's a bit much. Yes, Mark. Alex, you want to dance, Alex? Yeah. Let's go. I'm going to go find a a VIP room, and I'll slip away from the dance floor. Okay. This blank makes his way off. He leaves the three of you sitting in the middle of this dance floor. It's what looks like those old warehouse parties where... They just rent the warehouse for the night and a rave is happening and there's people. The lights are flashing. The strobe lights are flashing red, blue as all these people around you are dancing. Their bodies rubbing up against the three of you as they glance and kind of give you a smile and keep dancing with themselves, their partners, their groups. So uh, while dancing, I'll just be looking around for someone younger. It doesn't matter if it's uh, a man or a woman. Someone younger than me. And then once I uh, set my eyes on one, I will come up to them and start How dancing. old is Alex? Alex is 28. There's probably 99% of the people in this room are younger than you. Ah, this is a buffet. So I just come up to the one that's closest to me. Someone's already dancing with Alex, right? And they bump into you again and they kind of smile and they look at your attire and they kind of... I seem to be a little overdressed, don't you think? What? I can't hear you. Isn't this Mm -mm. awesome? It is. (laughs) I just drape an arm over uh, the person that I'm dancing with. And they kind of open up their little circle of their friends dancing and you're grooving to the beat with them and everybody's... No, 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 just you, just you. I come up closer, just you. And then I try and persuade. Do it. Is it going to be... Are you wanting to do charisma or more manipulation to get them to come away from their friends? Um, I will actually, you know how I have my arm draped over uh, their, let's say let's, their shoulder. Mm-hmm. I pull them in a little bit, um, lock my eyes with them, and use dominate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which is mind control practice through one's piercing gaze. Nice. So it looks like compel. Is it compel? What else is? What else do you have? You have uh, dominate and presence. Pull it up here. Dominate. You have compel and cloud memory are your are your skills from your discipline tree of dominate. So you can uh, compel them. I will compel them. 
Go ahead and roll wits plus resolve. They're into it. It looks like they've probably had either something to drink or something to smoke or both. Uh, difficulty. Uh, one. Ah. Turn sure. a Parker. <laughs> that would be three successes. Three successes. So they get closer. So did you grab a, a young man or a young woman? Let's say I did Parker earlier. So let's say I grabbed a young woman. Okay. And her hair's braided and pulled back and she's got what look like beads. Um, and she's throwing her head about from side to side. And she moves in closer to you as you stare at her in the eyes. And what do you say? You are so pretty. <laughs> Breakdown. No, no, I can't. We can't hear each other, so do I know where Blake went? Because I want to take her there. Blake! Where are I you going? Yeah, I would have slipped off the dance floor to try... Because, like, this music... It wouldn't have been my favorite even before my embrace, but post-embrace, it's just sensory overload. It's too much for me. I can't handle it out there. It's, it is a bit much so i have tried to make my way towards you said there was like a staircase going up does it look like there's, there's a, a staircase whole... going up with a sectioned off area a room let's say where the uh dj is plying his craft in his um, giant mixing boards there and multiple turntables and he probably it's probably soundproof so he doesn't have to hear how loud the speakers are out front um but there are vip areas curtains up top that you can either A, pay for, or B, convince somebody you belong there. Yeah, so I'm going to try to make my way towards those VIP sort of sections and, you know, pull like a waitress or I don't know if there's anyone working here if it's really just like a, a warehouse party, but look for somebody that official and try to sort of be like, oh, um, I'm going to need one of those rooms and the best champagne you have. You see one of the bottle runners. It's a young man. Smile on his face. And he's he's really into this music. He probably works here just for the music. And he's like, yeah, not a problem. Um, the VIPs are $50 down. $50 an hour includes unlimited. Well, if you want to get the real good stuff, you know, it'll be a little more expensive. Oh, uh, that uh, sorry, I, I should have been more clear. I was kind of hoping for the uh, the celebrity rate. <laughs> Aren't we all? You know, I was on TV. This is LA. Everyone's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I was on a. Uh, yeah, are you familiar familiar with novellas? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I was on uh, the the one. Dos Amores? I'm not really sure how it is. I'm, you know. Was that the really one Latin. where the person had like amnesia and couldn't remember like who they were? No. Oh. It was a really pretty... dramatic one where everybody yelled at each other. Cried. Huh. Uh I I'm sorry, it's kind of hard to hear in here. Uh what what was your name? Joe. Joe, Joe. Uh you can call me Joey. Look, let's... <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, I really am a celebrity. Uh, I do write sort of 
music reviews, uh, restaurant criticisms, such and such. Uh, you you can go ahead and let me in, right? And I will sort of use this sort of internal power I have to like compel him to All right. do what I want. Let's do it. You're pulling Wits the don't you know resolve. who I am card. <laughs> <laughs> you say wit you say wits plus resolve? Wits plus resolve. By the way, 50 what's, the diff- bucks. what's the difficulty on Joe? For VIP, I Joe know, is... that's how cheap. Two, okay. Two. Where is this club? I wanna go. I know. <laughs> Ooh, I only got one success, so that's a Ooh. fail. Uh can I at this point tap in and use my willpower to re-roll? You can re-roll up to three regular dice. So it appears that you have two regular dice remaining that aren't successes. So okay. you can re-roll up to two. You can't re-roll hunger, but you can mm-hmm. re-roll regular dice. Got it. So, so I go ahead and re-roll with the willpower button in my character sheet. That is correct. It rolled another success. Do you want to increase your margin, or are you good with? I, the, get, I get one more reroll, right? Up to two. You, up to, up to three because, regular dice. But I had two. I one was success, two were blank, so I should theoretically get one more reroll, right? You can do up if to I, two if you want. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do two. I did one. It doesn't give me like a prompt or anything, so that's yeah. Good. So that that's, makes it two successes total with my reroll willpower, um, and I have to mark something on my character sheet, right? Since you're on TV, you're a big tipper, right? <laughs> Go ahead and put a diagonal slash in your willpower. I did, yeah. Like, did. oh yeah, and and my friends too. Like, uh, you you ever watch sports? Marsh, the big MMA fighter, a few years back. Sorry, I'm not really into sports ball. You're a good tipper, though, right? You're being <laughs> on TV. Right, right. I mean, I'm just saying, like, they got money, they got cash, deep pockets. We're okay. Uh, sit in my section, right over here. And he leads you to a maroon curtain, pulls it aside quickly and says, go ahead and have a seat. I'll be back in a little while. I got to get this over to the other guys. Am I floor level or am I in like a raised section? Up one level on the, would be considered the second floor where the DJ is. Perfect. That's what I thought. So at this point I'm like overlooking the balcony and I think I can see sort of Alex making their way, making her way off the crowd and we make a little eye contact. You can see me Mm -hmm. in a booth. Yep. I pull my lady by the hand to okay. where the VIP room is. She follows, and as she, oh, VIP, huh? Yes, of course. Well, okay, Only and the best. she picks up, she picks up her step a little bit. Is she's like, yeah, free booze. What is Sam doing? Uh, <clears throat> Sam likes the music, but not so <laughs> much. Not the environment. Never been a big club person. He's been more focused, you know. He enlisted right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Kind of just never his thing. So he's going to go outside and try to bum a smoke off someone. Okay, mm-hmm. you make your way outside onto the patio. Tall, rickety uh, wooden fences and chain link fences all somewhat connected together in this industrial complex. And you walk out and there's people leaning against, some people in the corner having conversation and you catch the eye of one of the guys there and he kind of gives you like a what's up as he admires your long trench coat and he has long trench coat and he's like pulls in and he flips it out and quickly 
you know, one hand it pops it open and the cigarette pops up a little bit and he holds it out. Thanks, man. What's your name? I'm James. Daryl. Nice to meet you, Daryl. It's pretty awesome, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I, I don't really go clubbing too much, though. Yeah. These pop-up raves are the vibe, man. Mm. Yeah. Want anything yeah. else besides that cigarette? What else you got? I mean, whatever you're looking for. And he casually opens up his hand and you see pills that have an X on them. Molly. Uh, maybe later I'll come find you. I'll be here all night, man. Thanks, James. All right. Oh, it's picking up. And uh, I'm going to use one of my disciplines. All right, let's do it. Auspects. So you have the you have the discipline Auspects that gives you heightened senses. That is yeah, your gonna... skill to buy other skills into Auspects will require experience points. So that is your skill that you have is the heightened senses. Okay. I'm going to use heightened senses. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just, I'm after Love I'm exhaling the, the cigarettes, you know, let the let let the smoke kind of blow away. I'm gonna take it deep inhale. And I'm just gonna try to find a scent that I find the most pleasing to me. Go ahead and make an investigate action. Using your intelligence and investigation and add one dice to it. One modifier? As, yeah, one, one add a modifier to it. As the crescendo of this music goes and everybody starts stomping the floor and this music is like ringing through your ears. Okay, and I don't need to do a rouse check to use this, right? Correct. Okay. And the difficulty? Uh, difficulty is... Because of, you know, you're heightening all your senses, this music that you're not too fond of is banging your ears, so we'll call it a difficulty two. I like the music, just not the club. It's loud in your ears, and the bass is like... That's a lot of dice. That's six successes. Oh, yeah. What is What does Sam want? What is Sam like? Ten dice. Um, actually, a little bit older than him. He's about probably around mm-hmm. 25, younger than Alex. Um, but guy or girl, mm-hmm. um, probably someone who isn't like a little more clean cut and someone who's not like already like so far gone that they're like sloppy, right? Yeah, so. As you're sitting in here having this conversation with um, James, you look over and there seems to be a a bit older lady. She's sitting in the corner having a smoke to herself, probably just trying to get out for the night and not really worry about it. She doesn't quite fit in with the 
rest of the crowd, but you catch her eye eyeing you as you're having this conversation with James and you turn around and your senses acutely aware not only of her eyes upon you, but the smell of maybe not the most modern perfume, but something that you found familiar in your youth. Maybe Jessica wore the same stuff. I'll uh, walk up towards her. Uh, I don't have a lighter, but uh, you need a light? And I'll hold out the cigarette towards her. I'm good. She was trying to smoke, right? Yeah. She has a little folding purse and she says, I'm good. And she pulls out one of those Virginia Slim cigarettes that are, you know, this long. And she has her little bedazzled lighter. And she says, Jill. Jill? I'm, uh, I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. You don't come around here very much, do you? You don't come to these. I haven't seen you before. No, no. Um, haven't really had much of the time, really, but uh, trying to explore new things, you know, see what's out there. Yeah. What about you? You come here a lot? You come to these things occasionally, you know, get time away from the day job, you know. Yeah. So, um, what do you do? <laughs> uh, well. I, uh, kind of in between things right now, I just came home from, uh, my last tour over in Iraq, so. You're military man, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, just came home as in, like, a week ago, six months ago? Uh, a little bit in between those two. Um, Did they make I you just... do PT when you're on... Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty regular thing, I would say. She takes her cigarette and she drops on the floor and she grabs your coat by the collar and she says, "Let's go dance." And she pulls you into the All right. music in the middle of the room and drapes her arms over you, kind of crossing her wrists over your back of your neck and you know, looking at you, giving you that. I'll just be well, like, if you're yeah. in good shape and, you know. Yes, ma'am. And I'll let her lead me away into the dance floor. Marsh. Yes, sir. There are people here with lighter complexions than you. They're goth makeup painted with eyeliner. And their hair is spiky and dancing all around. And your friends have moved. Blake's gone upstairs. Alex has gone upstairs. Sam has moved to the patio area. What's Marsh doing? Well, he stood there a little, like, kind of let down. He asked Alex to dance. She said, yeah, she just took off on him. He's just standing there, head kind of down, like, like, what do I do? Uh, so I think at that point, uh, as I... I kind of felt embarrassed after she walked away. I'm looking for Blake, uh, trying to find out where he's at so I can go find him. Really wanted to dance. I might go back and meet these people, but at the moment, uh, yeah, just kind of like, 
the last time you saw Blake, he kind of was holding his ears and had a little bit of a grimace on his face. Uh, you know, you figure he's been in these giant crowds that you've been performing at. And so you think it's probably not necessarily the audible volume of the music, but maybe the substance of the music. And you saw him walk towards the stairs. Right. So I'd head that way and see if I can uh, find him. Do you head up the stairs? You pass the sealed DJ booth and... Blake, do you keep the curtains open to your VIP room so your friends can see you? Yeah, I definitely am not trying to make, be hidden or anything. I want to make sure that everyone knows we have a space to retreat to. Okay. So I'll, Marsh would see me and I'll, you know, nod at him. And as you make your way up the stairs, you see Blake sitting in the booth and the curtain half drawn back and sitting next to Alice is another young lady and... Not really sure where Sam has disappeared to. The music continues to thump in the ears as you look around it. All the heartbeats pounding in your ear, their scent of sweetness in your nose and making your mouth water 